0: Well, good morning. I'm Tommy Green. I'm the associate pastor here at Center Point. And when I was a young boy, had greasy haired, greasy face, skinny, scrawny, I had, a young, I had a guy who befriended me. And uh, he uh, began to disciple me, he began to teach me what it meant to live the Christian life. And uh, he was a youth worker at our church. His name was Jeff Robbins. And uh, there were times he would invite me to his home, and we'd pray together. And he, I learned how to pray by watching him and by him teaching me. I learned how to read my Bible and how to hear God. And I remember the first time I ever had the opportunity to share my faith with someone, uh, he was right there beside me. And he had a huge impact on my life. And I can honestly say that um, my relationship today with God has been impacted by his influence, and many of you in here have someone like Jeff Robbins in your life, someone that has impacted your relationship with God. It might not have been to the degree that that was, but someone who has caused your relationship with Jesus to go a little deeper. And uh, how many of you would agree with that? You can think right now, I know of someone who has influenced or impacted my life, God. Well, if that 's the case, if we 've been impacted by others here 's the first point on your outline, and it 's this: it is not going to come up there, is it? Okay? can you put it on the other one? Sorry, give me one second use the other use the other computer. <laughs> sorry, I saw that go off all ago. We tried something a little new this morning it 's okay. But here's the first point on your outline is this is that all of us have been commissioned by Jesus to influence others for him. All of us have that call of God on our life. All of us as God's placed that on us, that that is part of our life. As a matter of fact, listen to what Matthew twenty eight, nineteen through twenty says. It says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit, in teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And Jesus said, it can be translated this way, As you go, make disciples. At work, at school, through your everyday life, impact and influence others for Jesus. I truly believe that we need to see ourselves as missionaries wherever we're at. Matter of fact, if we don't see ourselves as missionaries, we really haven't grasped what it means to be a Christian. But to be a Christian means to influence others for Christ, just as we've been influenced. What's been given to us, what's been shown and modeled to us, we're to do to others. Now, last week, John and Shane were up here, and I suppose I was going to use the TV for, they... Uh, showed you a scale. It was a scale between negative 10 and positive 10 with zero being a place where people uh, actually accept Jesus as their savior. Well, a guy by the name of John Engel came up with this scale in 1979 and he published a book in which he begins to describe the process of someone converting to Christianity. And he made this discovery that it was not just a it wasn't just that one person had an influence on most people's lives. It's usually a series of relationships, a series of conversations, a series of encounters that lead someone to make a decision for Christ. And not only that, it's a series of, of relationships and conversations that lead someone into a deeper relationship with Christ. And I remember when I, I learned about that a couple of years ago, it really influenced and really impacted my life because... It made me realize that for all these years I've been thinking, okay, to really be a good Christian I have to be the one who always leads someone to the Lord. And I begin to realize that maybe is not the case. Maybe my part to play in someone's life is simply sharing Christ through the way I live. Sharing Christ with an encouraging word. With a testimony. With my lifestyle. And it might be that I'm to take someone that is an atheist and my conversation with them and my relationship with them literally leads them to being an agnostic where all of a sudden they're discovering that maybe there is a God. And listen to what Paul says this in, in 1 Corinthians 3, 5-9, through the uh, people of Corinth are kind of complaining, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with Paul and someone's like, I'm of Apollos. And they were, they were complaining about who's greater. And, and this is what Paul wrote to them. He says, this isn't on your scripture, but I think I'm going to read it to you anyway. He says, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We're only God's servant through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work that the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your heart and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What is important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. And what Paul was telling the Corinthians is this. Is that some people are going to plant seed in people's lives. Some people are going to come along and water it. And every once in a while, we're going to have the blessing and the opportunity to be the person who harvests someone's life, where we're the one who has the conversation where all of a sudden they've given their life to Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. We are called to impact and influence others' lives. Will you pray with me? Fathers, we come before you this morning and we talk about how can we impact and influence people. Lord, I ask that you would speak through your scriptures today. Lord, that you would move me out of the way. Lord God, that you would just uh, use me in such a way that uh, others would be impacted. Lord God, that we would be changed and challenged and encouraged today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, a point on your outline states this, it's a note. Showing hospitality is a great opportunity to serve Jesus and influence others for him. If you want to serve Jesus, if you want to influence others for for, for him, hospitality is a great way to do that. Listen to what Jesus told his disciples when he was talking about uh, the great judgment day when Jesus comes and he separates the goats and the sheep. And this is what he tells them. He says, then the king will say to those on his right, When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and showed you hospitality, or naked and given you clothing then? And when did we ever see a sick person or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of these least, least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Imagine if you and I saw the people around us that were in need, if we saw them ...as Jesus himself. That's what he's telling his disciples. When you've done it to the least of these... ...when you've shown kindness... ...and you've shown mercy... ...and you've shown hospitality... ...to those around you that are in need... ...you're doing it to me. It's an incredible concept to think about. Listen to what John said... ...in his third book that he wrote. He said, My dear friends... ...when you extend hospitality... ...to Christian brothers and sisters... Even when they are strangers, you make the faith visible. If you've got your pens, I want you to underline or circle that you make your faith visible. How do we make our faith visible to others? We show hospitality. We show kindness. It's a way we can influence other people. Now, you know, we live here in the South, and in the South, we're known for our Southern hospitality, right? Right? So we have a good concept and understanding of what that means. But this morning, I want to maybe broaden the definition for us of what it means to truly be hospitable, how it truly means to show hospitality to someone else. Here's a definition for us. Hospitality is showing kindness and meeting needs in a way that makes others feel valued, special, honored. When we meet needs, when we show kindness, to people in need, and we do it in such a way where they feel like their needs are more important than our needs, we're showing hospitality. We're showing hospitality. And the way we do that, it, Paul gives us an example of how to do that in Romans twelve ten. He says, honor one another above yourselves. When we view other people as more important than ourselves, when their needs are more important, when their situations and their struggles are something we feel like, you know, maybe we can help with, and we make them feel special, we make them feel valued, we make them feel like they are, that they're not a burden to us, that's hospitality. It's not only inviting someone into your home, it's inviting someone into your life. And when we do that, we can show, we, we can have a great impact on people's lives, Listen to what point B on your outline says. I want to give you three ways that we can show hospitality. Here's the first way we can show hospitality is we can use the interruptions in our day to show hospitality. The interruptions of our day. Romans 12:13 says, when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality, I have come to find that God is in the interruptions of our lives. And if we will not be too busy to stop and see what God is doing, and if we would stop and look and see that maybe this interruption isn't an inconvenience, it's an opportunity, it might change the way that we influence other people. It might. Let me give you a few examples. Let's say uh, someone, matter of fact, this happened this morning. This actually literally happened this morning. Our setup team's up here. They set up all the stage, all the lights, all the projectors and everything. And they get done and they walk out into uh, the parking lot this morning. And one of the guests from the hotel has a flat tire. You know what? They've been up here since 5 o'clock this morning. I'm sure they were thinking, you know, maybe I can just get in my car and leave and go. Be good. You know what they did? They stopped and they fixed that flat tire. They made that person feel valued and honored and appreciated. That's hospitality. Now, maybe it's that someone at work, you know, you're going through your day and you are your task all done. And all of a sudden, you know that they've got an issue going on in their life and they need to talk. And you know they need to talk. And, you're like, but, and you realize, but I know I've just got to get this deadline. I've got a deadline. I've got to get this done. I've got to get this done. And sometimes we'll walk right past an opportunity to influence someone for God because we don't see the interruption as something that's good. We see it as a problem. If we'll take time to stop and listen to someone, to be in the moment, to stop for that person that's right in front of you, that's hospitality. There's lots of ways that we can do that. Jesus... um, gave a great example about of this in Luke 10. He, he, said, he gave a parable of, a, of a, the Good Samaritan. I will read the story to you this morning. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho when he was attacked by bandits, and they stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed by him. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there. But he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan smoothed his wounds with olive oil, wine, and bandaged them. And then he put the man on his own donkey, took him into an inn where they took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper, two, the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? And Jesus asked, and the man replied, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. If we'll take time in our lives to stop for those inconvenient moments, for those interruptions, You and I, too, can influence others for Jesus. Here's another way. Point two in your outline says that we can use our gifts, talents, and abilities to show hospitality. Our gifts, our talents, and our abilities. 1 Peter 4.10 says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. I want you to circle on your outline, serve one another one another Paul says the same thing in 1st Corinthians 12:7 the spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other all of us have gifts and abilities and talents and if we'll see those gifts and talents as not to be used just for ourselves and how people see us and view us but that they're actually gifts to be used for other people we can have an impact on their lives let me give you some examples. Some of you ladies in here have an incredible gift of cooking or baking. You have an incredible gift. Do you know that you can use that gift to show hospitality to the, someone who just moved into your neighborhood? Or someone who's just got out of the hospital, and you know they're not going to be able to prepare meals for themselves, and so you can use that ability to cook and show hospitality. Some of you guys in here are really good good at your with your hands as far as creating things and fixing things. I am not one of them, so you, I might need you to show me hospitality. But some of you have that ability. And you know, you might have a neighbor down the road that you know, you know and you found out that, that, that their door is on crooked or they need something to be fixed. It's a great opportunity to use that gift to show hospitality. Did you know that Administration is a spiritual gift that God gives people. The ability to organize and the ability to plan. And can I tell you, the world needs people like like you to help people like me who's not organized, (laughs) who doesn't plan well. But you can use that gift to help someone. Encouragement. Encouragement is a spiritual gift. Do you know that a kind word to someone at the right moment can have a huge impact on their life? And you can use that as a gateway, as an avenue into their life to share Jesus with them. We had a a situation in our life uh, about four, about three years ago now, I guess. Our daughter Lizzie, which many of you know, has a mild case of cerebral palsy, went through a surgery in which they had to uh, cut both of her femurs and derotate her legs. And she was in this cast, this hideous cast, for six weeks where both of her legs stuck out and there was a bar between them. And I will just tell you, that is not real, you know, uh, there's no modesty involved in that, okay? And, um, you know, she was going to to go back to school. And we were like, there's no way you can put pants on uh, over those legs. And so Don Darling, our uh, site pastor at Pike Road, his wife, Wendy, has the ability and the gift of sewing. And so she took a pair of cloth, made a pair of pants out of them where zippers would go all the way down and unlatch on both sides to come open so you could just put the cloth there and zip them up she showed us hospitality she used the gift that she had to bless us and many of you have gifts that can be used as a blessing to others to actually get in their lives and influence them let me share another way that we can show hospitality and that's point three we can use our possessions we can use our possessions we all have possessions. As a matter of fact, this is what a lot of us think about when we think about hospitality. We think about inviting people into our homes. But I want to broaden that just a little bit. First John 3.17 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? We show the love of God when we share the things that have been given to us with others. Listen to what says in Acts 4.32 when the church was being formed, it had just, Pentecost had just happened and 5,000 people come to the Lord and all of a sudden they're like, how do we do this Christian life? And this is what it says. Then all the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. They understood that what is mine isn't just for me. Maybe I can use what God has given me and blessed me with to be a blessing to someone else. Some examples of things that we can use for hospitality that we own is, is maybe our vehicles. Maybe you have a neighbor down the road that you know needs to move some equipment from a storage shed and you've got a truck and you've got a trailer. You say, hey, you can borrow my truck, you can borrow my trailer. And all these examples that I'm sharing with you, I have had done to me over the last few years. Hey, you got my truck, my trailer? Go get it. You can borrow it. You know, you can use your boat. You can invite someone to go out to the lake and go skiing or to go fishing. And if you can't find someone to invite, you can always call me. (laughs) We can use our homes. We can use our homes to not only invite people over, but also to give them a place to stay. I grew up in a household where hospitality was um, a huge part of my life. Uh, my parents, sorry, I didn't mean I was going to get emotional on this, but I didn't plan on sharing this. But my parents, uh, from the time I was little all the way to the time I uh, left the house, I think, uh, I think I counted up to the day, we had five different people live with us. I had a couple of cousins, a family that had been kicked out of an apartment, had a family that was in need. And they live with us. Actually, when we have Christmas every year, there's not just my family there. I mean, most of those people all show up because my parents took the time to see the needs of other people and not just to entertain them, but to give them a place to stay and to show them hospitality. Listen to what 1 Peter 4.9 says. Carefully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. And I want to make a note on this. Hospitality is not the same as entertaining. Hospitality is not the same as entertaining. Entertaining seeks to impress. Hospitality seeks to bless. And there's a big difference. They can look very similar, but the attitude behind it is different. Hospitality is more about having conversations and sharing needs and sharing lives. Entertainment is more about how are people going to think about my meal? Was I a good cook? Was my house clean? And many times, let me just say this, many times a lot of us don't show hospitality because we compare ourselves to other people and what other people have. Can I tell you, most people aren't really impressed with your stuff. They want to know, do you care about me? Do you love me? Do you accept me? And that's what hospitality is all about. Which leads us to point C on your outline. Hospitality is much is as much about the attitude as it is the action. First Peter four nine through ten says: Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one of you should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administrating God's grace in its various forms. Don't grumble about it. The attitude in which we do things is extremely important to the Lord. And here's a life application for us. We must not let pride, envy, or selfishness keep us from showing hospitality. Those are the enemy. Listen, I'm telling you, if we will show hospitality to other people, we will ha- have an avenue into their life to be able to share with them what God has done in our lives and move them along that scale and let them grow in their relationship with God. I'm trying to give us practical, practical applications of how to do this. Be kind, meet needs, make other people feel special with whatever God has given you. Listen to what Philippians 2, 3-4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. To the interest of others. There's a guy in our church that um, I've come to love and come to know very dearly. And uh, his name is Steve Northington. He's actually with us this morning. And Steve Northington exhibits this message better than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. Not only is he kind, not only does he invite people into his very part of his life, and as he looks to ways he can bless people and how he can find ways to meet other people's needs, and he uses what God's given him to influence people. And the reason I know that is because he's done that in my life. There's been times that we've been having a conversation, and I'll mention, hey, something's wrong with this. I've got an issue with this, and I'll come home, and he's there working on it. There's times that uh, I needed a place to store something. He says, hey, I've got a shed. You can store it here. But he doesn't just do that with me. He does that with other people as well. And as a result of that, he's had been able to have an impact and influence Multiple people. In fact, I think I was talking to him this week and he said that I think there's like 10 to 12 different couples that he has come into Center Point in the last three years. Just because he's invited them, just because he's been able to use his life to influence theirs. That's awesome. That's using what God's given you to bless others and cause them to go further in their relationship than what they were. Now, here's a note on your outline. God may give us a pop quiz. God may give us a pop quiz. What I mean by that? Hebrews 13.2 says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. How would you... Well, I mean, we got to ask ourselves, are we passing the test? Are the people whose needs we're meeting, do we view them as Jesus himself or maybe an angel... Because they might be. God is very (laughs) interested in the way we treat other people. Will you pray with me? Father, I pray this morning, Lord God, as we went through this outline, Lord God, I pray that it was good application of how we can influence people for you. Lord, there have been people, there are many hands raised in here that said, I've had someone influence me. There's been someone who's encouraged me in my relationship with God. Lord, I pray that you would make us people whose mindset is that we're missionaries planted in right where we're at. We're planted at our work. We're planted at our school. We're planted at the ball field. Lord, we're missionaries. And our responsibility is to help other people in their relationship with you. So, Lord, I pray this was challenging. Lord, I pray that it was encouraging. Lord, I pray that we would take it and we wouldn't just listen to it, but, Lord God, we would begin to put it into action. And I pray those things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.